Welcome to Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. Find us online at www.heroesofcosplaysanctuary.com or you can follow us in other spaces in the social media world, including Instagram at Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary and Twitter at HOCS Podcast. Of course, there's always the YouTube channel that you can subscribe to to get videos every season, new stuff, and check out the previous seasons of content that have come out. Today we're going to be talking about selling at a con because I've noticed, uh, you know, going through artist alleys that there's always a lot of pressure to sell at a convention. Um, You know, actually there's a lot of pressure to sell the whole con floor. It's just a lot of pressure in general. And I thought it would be good to talk about, um, you know, maybe, maybe this doesn't cover the comic book sales that go on at a convention. Uh, because honestly, I think some of them seem more interested in showcasing than they do in actually selling. You know, I think I think some of it is like bragging rights, in my opinion. Is like, oh, look at all these really cool comics we have, and they really do. A lot of them really do have like amazing um, vintage archived comics, or just the the col- the collection that the particular comic book seller has is just so extensive. You just don't know where to start. They have so many. It's just crazy. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of pressure to sell. And the art of selling is an art in and of itself. So what are you selling and why and who are you selling to? Those are really the those are the easy questions. If you are giving away a lot, are you available? And are you the right balance between friend and pushy salesman? Because that's really where I feel that it is the most important. And you know what? I love to support the artists that show up at cons and just artists in general. But, you know, I'm not a millionaire, so there's only so much that I can actually support. There's only so much that I can... (laughs) There's only so much I can buy at at a con. And I think what we're going to see, especially now that inflation has taken over... And, you know, a lot of us are not just struggling to make the cosplays, but they're struggling to just pay for things. Going to these cons are getting to be very extra for everybody. And if the artists and the people that are selling all the vendors at the conventions are upping their prices, then there's going to have to be like a huge value add for myself or other people uh, that would be a con going or con goers, not necessarily cosplayers, because cosplayers well i think cosplayers do spend a fair amount of money at cons but i think it's a little bit less than it is just the standard fair congo who's showing up with their kids or just with you know on their own or whatever and they're checking out all the stuff at the convention i do emphasize the balance between being a really pushy salesperson and being like too passive like there's definitely uh, there's definitely a feeling that you get when you when something catches your eye and you just want to kind of strike up that conversation with an artist or with somebody at a booth. Sometimes they're just so busy that you can't, but oftentimes there is a little bit of time. I guess it depends on when you get there and who you're going to see. It can be a sales frenzy sometimes. Like there's just so many people looking at so many things and there's so much money going around. Like it can be really it can be really lucrative for people who have booths, but the booths are also expensive too. the The pricing is adjusted because you know you got to make your you got to make your day, right? You know, honestly, you can get buried 
out on the floor and sometimes the the media doesn't help much so posting on social media that you're at a con and you know come and stop by my booth that only goes so far because who's even paying attention in the at the con what's going on inside of their social media like maybe they do maybe they find you know they they just stumble upon it but oftentimes they're not following you and oftentimes it's just too random or it's just not visible enough so being able to get in front of the app for the convention and being able to get in front of people and just your traffic in general is a pretty good way to do it. I might even go as far as to say like live streaming at an event might work just because you can keep it on all day or you could try, you could try to have it on. Although I'm not sure, um, depending on your signal strength, because conventions are notoriously terrible with cell phone signals, especially on the floor. So that also limits your visibility. One thing you can do to prevent this is to really get a feel and a read for those people who might be coming to the convention of those people who follow you and send out polls, send out stories, really hype up. Uh, and I know that, uh, you know, just talking to my my guests here this season, that sometimes this isn't very possible because the convention itself won't give you enough time to really promote that you're going and oftentimes they don't want to advertise because if it turns out they're not going to be there because they were on a waiting list well it just doesn't work out like then you have to tell everybody oh sorry i wasn't actually i'm not actually there some of me feels that well if you advertise and then you don't show up like it's a it's a little bit better to do it than to not do it at all like to anticipate being at the convention and maybe just tell people like hey i'm on a waiting list um i do anticipate being there but there's a chance that i won't be but let me know if you're going to be at the convention. And if you have your following and you know who's going to be there, then you can actually like reach reach out to them. You know, don't be pushy about it. But, you know, when do you ever like when do I ever get a DM from anybody? Like if, if I've ever raised my hand and said, yeah, I'm going to the con. I don't know if I've ever gotten a response back or like at the con be like, hey, uh, you know, thanks for the message. Feel free to stop by my booth. It's here, and we'd really, we'd it'd be really great to see you. I don't think I've ever gotten that, uh, and I, I don't think that it's a bad idea. Like if if you know that people are following you and they're at the con, if you want to get that sale, <laughs> these are your no like trusts. Like they want to buy things from you, or at least it's it's more likely that they will buy things for you. So uh, visually stunning work and accessibility is another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, being invisible online. Um, while you're at the con or in any other space, uh, isn't going to really get you a whole lot of traction. Maybe you don't care. Maybe the art just sells itself. Maybe what you're selling at the con just sells itself. Maybe your booth just speaks for itself. I mean, even for cosplayers, it's, I think, really hard, like, because the default is prints. So you sell, you're selling all your prints, which is basically the same as selling your art. And some cosplayers have books and they're really organized and that works really well, I think, you know, like Jedi Manda does such a great job of that. She's got her book and she's super accessible and very knowledgeable. And she's always willing to say hi to everybody. And as long as you're patient, she, you know, you're, you can flip through and look at all of her prints and she'll sign them for you. It's really nice. And I like that about um, many cosplayers that show up at cons and at events. I hope to see more going to C2E2 and other events this year. Cosplayers will be selling. And they will be affording the booths because depending on the con, it can be very expensive to pick up any traffic and 
they don't let cosplayers in artist alley which you would think maybe they would because maybe it's a little like, less expensive to be an artist alley because it's less space the, the yeah the big booths like that's hard to it's hard to be a cosplayer and anywhere on the sh- on the floor selling because it's just well it's expensive to create a booth anyways but um, yeah you definitely want to have your things that are there the the commissions maybe not the most important thing what's really eye-catching like what do people go for and it doesn't necessarily have to be the best i don't know if there really is like it's so subjective right like you can't just say like oh this is better art than that art like there's no way to do that so that can be very stressful for the artist because just because you don't appeal to certain people doesn't mean that your art's not great you know just because people aren't stopping by constantly and the person next to you is getting a lot of hits on people that's not really a bad thing necessarily it's just they're doing something that maybe appeals to the demographic that's showing up at the particular convention more than what you're doing so engage you know just say hi don't necessarily push don't necessarily make people run away from you also having a team with you may work better too like if you have like someone who either you can stay in the booth all the time and they can help you with not being there or if you can like tag team with somebody it's always nice to have someone who can sell for you when you are trying to you know that's kind of the main goal if you're not like a salesy person you might want somebody to help you with that Um, cosplayers are also really good at that Um, if you hire a cosplayer or if you can arrange with a cosplayer to showcase your art in some way your i mean even a comic books art artist I've, I've not seen i guess i don't really know if i've really seen any comic book artists have cosplayers tag team with them and help them sell i don't know if i have i don't know if they care that's uh, also a thought is you know and i think i think it worked really effectively like tom billu did it the first year that he went to cons with his comic book impact theory comics and i think that worked really effectively i think it was good to have people circulating whether they were cosplayers or not just to have people helping sell and drawing people into the booth that was really effective and they were friendly they were nice you know it wasn't like you felt like really pressured in any way because it's not what tom's about anyways but i think you know being able to sell his comic books that way um really worked i mean i obviously bought them also uh most congoers will will not know who you are either like that's that's a really um hard thing to overcome i think for a lot of people is not like you're you're unknown you know for the most part like maybe they know your characters like if you happen to be a comic book artist they'll probably know the characters but they won't necessarily know that you draw them or what you're doing there or you know how long you've done it or if you're currently doing it you know it's like all of these little things that go into this and it's very subjective like i said and price points can be low they can be high like people's people's uh threshold for that especially in the space can seem low you know they don't necessarily want to drop 500 dollars on an original piece of art at a convention <laughs> um and commissions can be very sloppy too i've noticed that you know i think uh, the artists sometimes overcommit. And though I don't mind donating to an artist, um, it's really kind of disappointing when they forget. So if it's at the end of a convention and they're like, oh, we'll just write down your address and we'll ship this stuff to you when we when we do it. My experience is that they won't. (laughs) So don't pressure the artist like that. Like get in early. Like if you want them to like really do something for you, if you want them to draw you a cover of a comic book or something like that. If you have a favorite, I have a couple of favorites. Hopefully we'll see them again. Uh, Ask on the first day of the con 
And then by the last day of the con, you know, hopefully they will get to it. Usually they're a little faster than that. You, you know, I think I was like the first person for one particular commission. Um, I was the first person on the list. And I came in on Friday to have that artist do the the one-of-a-kind piece of art, which they did. And it's really, really cool. But they it took them until the very last day to get to it. Whether they just released them all at once, I don't know. But being very high on that list of commissions and then waiting into, you know, giving them the whole weekend to do it was probably a good idea because there were others where I've uh, I've not given them enough time or it's been like the last thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. And here, you know, it's this price and we'll just ship it to you and you pay for it. But then you never get anything. <laughs> so, again, um, I felt that I was underpaying for some of the other things that they were doing. So it wasn't really like the big deal to me. It can burn people like they can get pretty upset. Like when you get ghosted, um, there have been other things online, um, the comic book things coming up like collaborations coming up and I've basically been ghosted by everybody that has been involved and that's kind of a bummer so really just set it up for the con do things at the con make sure that you give them enough time and for things that they have done like probably just go for things that are done (laughs) Um, commissions can go south and sideways Uh, local markets are another thing to consider so pandering to a local market is another thing that you can do to like bring more traffic into your booth. So sometimes some fandoms stick better in some venues more than others. So whatever the local, like do your, do your research for the city, for the locale, for what seems to be um, hot that year in that area. Like what are they looking at? What are people want? Like it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit stifling to an artist to do things like that. But if you're open to it, or if your booth is open to it, like even like a prop, like selling props, selling t-shirts, stuff like that, pander to the local market, whatever, whatever the people in the area like, make that, because that will sell. People will be looking like if it's, if it's a big Dragon Ball Z area, like people in, people in, you know, this city always look for this thing, do that, you know, or if you know, like certain guests are going to be appearing at the con, maybe play into that and play into the things that those guests are doing because then people pick up on that. Like a lot of people will be coming and there'll be more of a fan base for that specific fandom. So if you're creating towards that, you'll probably sell that. Some things will roll out as we tour through the season. And, you know, like I said, know your followers because you might meet them. And, you know, that's a really great way to connect with your fans the people who appreciate your work and honestly i don't know if there's really ever an expectation for artists to know a whole heck of a lot of people or for them to be recognized at cons like maybe i feel like it's fairly random they don't necessarily remember because there's just a lot of things that they do and there's a lot of traffic knowing your people is like that really i think that means a lot to the person visiting you like if if you know that they follow you um sometimes can be it can be hard to associate but if you're reaching out to them because you're at a con like that, that that could mean a lot that could that could go a long way just saying you know use those tools those marketing tools in the right way send out your tweets while you're at the convention and you know stay engaged with people and talk about your art talk about what you're doing at the con just simple things right so that's where we'll leave it today thank you so much everybody for being here this has been the heroes of cosplay sanctuary and scotty b saying bye-bye